In this episode, we're going to cover how you can build a proven podcast growth strategy using a scientific approach. Welcome to Why Your Podcast Isn't Growing, a podcast helping coaches, experts, business owners, or independent podcasters who want to do this full time, gain clarity around why your podcast isn't growing as fast as you'd like, and learn the steps you need to fast track slow and steady growth to gain thousands of new, highly engaged listeners. In this episode, you will discover what a positive feedback loop is and why it's so important for podcast growth. How to pinpoint specific actions that drive growth for your podcast using a data-driven approach. And finally, how to permanently delete ineffective growth tactics that are a total waste of time. With that being said, let's dive straight into the episode. Hello, my name is Anthony, and today I'm with my business partner, as well as the special host of the show slash guest, Ty Gosha. How are you, mate? Thanks for the title. I'm a special course, host? Man. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited for this episode. No, me too, me too. And honestly, I think this one's going to be, again, as, as you can normally expect with these episodes and these podcasts, at why your podcast isn't growing, we like to give you guys the full, unfiltered, pure value of what we think and kind of how we approach growing podcasts. In today's episode, we're going to be focusing more on positive feedback loops, the importance of being able to identify and spot positive feedback loops within your podcast growth process. So it's like, what exactly do we even mean by positive feedback loops? Well, Anthony, a positive feedback loop, by definition, occurs in nature when the product of a reaction leads to an increase in that reaction. Kind of like cause creates effect and then the effect bends back around, back into cause, thus creating more effect. But, you know, that might be a bit lofty. Can you give any examples of that? Yeah, yeah, that, that, that <laughs> definitely sounds lofty. So you might be thinking, what the hell are you guys talking about? What are you on? Um, but really, when we talk about positive feedback loops, all that means, Tigs, is like you mentioned, where the cause creates effects and effects bends back around and feeds back into the cause. So what's a practical example of this? Imagine, you know, you know when you're at a festival, right, or at an event, or at a party, whatever. If you're at a party, the DJ starts playing some tunes. Everyone's vibing, people might be nodding their head, right? But as the tempo starts to increase, as soon as one person starts to dance, that is a cause. One person starts to dance, if that's to take action. Now, as that person carries on dancing, that one person triggers the next person to then start dancing. That is the effect. So it went from one person dancing, which is the cause, which creates the effect of another person dancing. Now, we have two people dancing on the dance floor. Not quite a party yet, not quite a rave, right? Two people dancing might be a little bit awkward, but that those two people combined dancing then creates four people dancing, then more people join in. And as more people join in, that being the effect, that then feeds back into the cause of more people dancing. The more people dance, the more people dance. <laughs> yeah. So one turns to two, two turns to four, four turns to eight. And then before you know it, the cause which started as just one person dancing created the effect of more people dancing. The more people dance, the more people dance. That's a positive feedback loop. And this is really how nature kind of evolves and almost how things kind of happen, not necessarily spontaneously, but like, we find positive feedback loops in a lot of things, and it can be good positive feedback loops or bad. For example, 
if you're at this party again, everyone's having a good time. Oi, Dave, what are you saying? How are you doing? Mikey, <laughs> what are you doing? Sarah, good, good moves. If that's going on, right, as soon as one person leaves and stops dancing, then more people start leaving and stop dancing. So you, if you've had an experience when you're at a party when a few people would leave the party and stop dancing, then all of a sudden more people start leaving the party and stop dancing. That's a negative feedback loop, right? Mm-hmm. So it can be good or bad. Now, what the hell, Tig, has this got to do with podcasting? Well, <laughs> yeah, we definitely need to tie it back to that. So we're talking about how we can basically create a compounding exponential effect because with a cause that creates an effect, that effect then creates more cause, which then creates more effect, and you go on. Now, this is great in the concept of like you know dancing at a party or whatever. But in podcasting, if you listening right now has not already uh, had this thought, this is exactly how exponential growth occurs, right? This literally is, well, this is basically the formula for exponential growth. But it's all good me saying that. What are some examples of how, you know, let's take a dancing example and actually, actually make it relevant to podcasting. For example, maybe you post on social media and it actually gets you more listeners. Rare, but it's possible, right? So let's say you post, people engage, a bunch of people comment and say, wow, where can I listen to your podcast? You send them the link, they then message you, they say, I love the podcast, I shared it with a friend. So you've put the cause, you've made the post, and the effect has taken place, you've got more listeners. That makes you more motivated, so then you decide to do another post, because now you want to make more of the cause, right? And now you get more of the effect, and now you get more people listening, and more people sharing. And for every time you post, more people than before listen. Because again, this, this is spreading, right? Some people are sharing. These listeners are becoming recurring listeners. So then this actually can then lead to exponential growth. Sounds simple, right? In theory. Mm-hmm. But it's not simple, is it? Because a lot of the time, in fact, I would say one of the most common issues or roadblocks to growth that we uh, see when we start working with a client is they don't actually have any positive feedback loops. Yeah. And without any positive feedback loops, we can't have exponential growth as we've just uh, outlined, right? Absolutely. I think that's a really key point to kind of, I guess, explore a little bit further. Most podcasts, like you mentioned, don't really have a positive feedback loop. They kind of have a scattergun approach, would you say? Like, it's more like we tried yeah. this, we tried that, we promote, we share. And, and all these things are genuinely good things and they're great and they, you know, they keep you active. But when you can't specifically identify where the positive feedback loop is taking place, i.e., what action are you taking that has a direct correlation to your downloads per month increasing? So not staying the same, but actually increasing. If you can't identify a single action that if I said to you, hey, Tig, you know, you've got to do one thing with your podcast and make it grow month after month after month. And as a specific tactic or strategy, and, you know, your life depended on it. 99% of podcasters, I'd love to get your thoughts. I'd probably say 90% of podcasters couldn't really identify what that thing is. Yeah, I agree. I think the most common answers we would get is things like staying consistent posting the content, posting on social media, uh, getting big guests on, this kind of things. May create positive feedback loops. But do they? How, how do we know they don't? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. How do we know that posting consistently, getting big guests on, you know, putting out content doesn't create a positive feedback loop? Well, there's an easy way to find out, Tig, and this is beautiful. And if you're listening to this right now, this is the easiest way to find out. 
if the actions you're taking have a positive feedback loop. Is your podcast growing at a slow and steady rate? Mic drop. Mic drop, right? So if your podcast is growing at a slow and steady rate, or maybe your podcast isn't stagnant or it's fluctuating, meaning most podcasts actually fluctuate between a monthly downloads. They never break past 1,000 downloads per month, but they never go below 700 downloads per month. They fluctuate between 1,000 or 700 and 1,000. And it's kind of that pinging back and forth. Now, this looks different for every podcast. It could be you never go above 10,000 downloads, but you never go below 7,000 downloads per month, right? Again, it fluctuates. Mm-hmm. But if you're at that range and you're fluctuating, you're growing at a slow and steady rate, the likelihood is the actions you're taking isn't leading to more growth. Period, right? Like, it's just it's as simple as that. So I think that's probably the easiest way to find out if you've been able to identify positive feedback loops. And I guess to set the stage a little bit better. So when it comes to these positive feedback loops, we mentioned a few things. We mentioned posting on social media. We mentioned, you know, putting out content. And we mentioned getting bigger guests on, right? These are all the actions you should be taking to grow, give or take, right? There's some others that are missing and how you approach it will vary. However, you know, that normally should lead to faster growth. But most of the time it doesn't. So why is that, Tug? Before we go deeper into kind of, you know, how to identify feedback loops, how to even create feedback loops for yourself and test them out, what do we need to make sure this podcast has before we can have a fair test of whether or not we have a positive feedback loop or not, or whether or not a strategy leads to a positive feedback loop when it comes to growth? Yeah, you you raise a great point that I think leads us to perhaps the most crucial part of this conversation. These things that we mentioned, getting big guests, putting out content, etc. It's not that they never work, you know, they're not flawed at the, the baseline of the strategy. It's just, as you say, they don't work for most people. And the reason, and the, also the reason why you can't really get a positive feedback loop without this, is if the podcast doesn't actually have its foundations properly set. So if the podcast doesn't have a USP, a demand-based content strategy, or is specific in its targeting. Because you can get loads of big guests on your show, but if you don't have a USP that's going to keep those listeners around on your show and actually want to make them listen to the next episode, then they probably won't because you have to think these big guests, they go on a lot of different shows. So their audience are exposed to a lot of different podcasts. Why should they stick to yours, right? You need to have a USP for that. You can put out loads of content and you know you can be very, very consistent with it. But if it's not following a demand-based content strategy that ensures that if the content is in alignment with what listeners are looking for and need right now, then they're not really going to have the urgency to be listening week in, week out. And they're probably not going to share it either. And you can keep posting on social media, but if it's not very specific in who it's targeting, then it will just get lost in the sea of, you know, scrolling, really. I love each and every one of those points. You know, having a strong USP, a unique selling point to make your show stand out. Having a clear targeting to make sure when you're marketing, you're actually reaching the right people. And having a demand-based content strategy that's based on what people are already looking for. If you're listening right now, what I would love for you to take away from this is having your foundation set makes everything so much easier. Mm -hmm. That's why it's the first thing we focus on when a client comes in. The absolute first thing we focus on. We make sure the foundations are set and we make sure those three things are extremely clear. 
because everything else that happens afterwards, all the time, effort and energy pour into your show is effectively coming down to your foundation's ability to withhold that growth, right? To keep people listening and to keep people coming back for more. When you don't have that, it doesn't matter how much exposure you get, listeners won't stick around. If listeners don't stick around, you can't build growth compounding month after month. If you're trying to post on social media, how are you going to find a feedback loop when the test is flawed, this essentially, right? So that's what we said, how we have to focus on this side of things first when it comes to the foundations. So moving forward, when it comes to the positive feedback loop, when we start talking about, you know, how to identify it and also how to test it, we're building what we're going to talk about with the assumption that you have your foundation set. You have a clear USP, you have a clear targeting, you have a clear demand-based content strategy, right? If you don't, you can listen back to old episodes where we kind of break those things down in painful detail, if you know, you know, just painful mm -hmm. detail. So, Tyke, we have all these things set. So how can someone right now, they've got the USP, they've got demand-based content strategy, they have a clear target for their podcast, how can they go ahead and actually start identifying um, these positive feedback loops so they know where to double down on and put their energy and put their focus? Yeah, great question. So again, assuming you do have all these things set, if you're still getting slow and steady growth, you definitely have the potential to very quickly turn that around now. And it really probably is just in identifying this feedback loop. To start with, what I would recommend you do as, as you listen right now is take a note of every single action you do on a weekly basis that contributes in some way to the growth of the podcast. I'm not talking about editing or anything like that. That's really just to, to maintain putting episodes out. But you know, do you actively try and title your episodes in a way to market your show? Do you post on social media? Do you try and get big guests? Do you guest on other podcasts? Do you even, you know, create uh, graphics on Canva for your social media posts? All these little steps that contribute towards the marketing of the podcast, write them all down. So now you have a very clear picture of all the things you're doing. Hopefully just looking at that, you can probably rule some stuff out. We, we find that with most clients, when we get them to do this and actually look at everything in their workflow, some things just when they're actually written down or, you know, when you say them out loud, they, they clearly don't need to be there. They're very clearly not contributing to growth. So hopefully that might help you rule a couple of things off your plate. 100%. An example of this would be posting on a social media platform when you're getting zero engagement. Mm -hmm. Like that, that's kind of a clear one that we tend to see or going the extra mile to create an extremely attractive audiogram that again, no one's seeing, or, you, or you're posting it into every platform under the sun, but you only get an engagement on like one platform. So mm. all these other platforms, they're clearly not creating the positive feedback loop and getting you more listeners. So and that's a, a good example if you're thinking to yourself, okay, what can I remove? What should I not? It's just, again, like, is it actually helping you grow or not? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you actually elaborated on that because as I said, the Canva graphics, I was thinking about people that, you know, their audience is on Facebook. They get absolutely no engagement on Instagram, yet they spend all this time making these graphics for Instagram. So, you know, there's, there's very obvious things you can cut out. But anyway, moving on. So how do you actually test a feedback loop and, and see the result all the way to the end? We can only really do this with one thing at once because if you're doing lots of different things, you can't really be sure where the growth is coming from because you don't know if it's from thing A or thing B, right? So to really hone in on this, I would recommend choosing one of these actions, something that's very significant to you, something that maybe you spend a lot of time on or you at least think is contributing to a lot of growth. 
And what you're going to do is just form a hypothesis. Now, Anthony, give me an example of a hypothesis. Well, I guess first, Tig, like, tell me what, what exactly is a hypothesis? Well, forgive me for being so assumptuous. So a hypothesis, the, the, so the actual definition of a hypothesis is a proposed explanation or presumption made on the basis of limited evidence as a starting point for further investigation. All right, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> God, we sound like we sound like such little geeks, you know, talking about hypothesis and this. But it's really important. I think uh, it's good to kind of delve deeper. So, could you, I guess you repeat that again. So, it's a what? So, it's a proposed explanation or presumption made on the basis of limited evidence as a starting point for further investigation. Dude, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, how about I just give the example actually? So, <laughs> so, so let's take the example of posting on social media. Right, this is an easy one. So a hypothesis might be posting daily on Instagram gets me more listeners consistently for my podcast. So of course, this is an assumption, right? I don't yet know that posting gets me more listeners, but I'm assuming it does. And I have to take that assumption in order to actually explore that further and find out whether or not it actually does, right? So that's my assumption. I'm going to test by actually doing this thing and tracking it. And after my test, I'll actually know, right? My hypothesis will be confirmed or denied. Either one's a good result because it gets us closer to the goal, right? Because even if it's denied and we know it doesn't work, great, on to the next. I can take one really time-consuming thing off my plate. 100%. Of course, if it does, then that's great. We've got a gold mine for actually growing the show. So either way, it's a win-win. Now, we have our grounds for the test set out. What do we actually practically need to do next? So that's great. So once you create a hypothesis, of course, you test it. Either works or it doesn't. Um, if it works, you do more of it. It's literally as simple as that, right? So, of course, you've got your hypothesis that if I post daily on social media, the podcast will grow. So what should you do? You keep everything else the same, but you double down on posting on social media. Maybe you post twice a day, right? Maybe you post daily or twice a day. The point is you're really focused just on social media. For 30 days, you want to post every single day on social media, and you want to see, does my average download increase is it significant or is it kind of insignificant so if my baseline is a thousand downloads per month and i post every single day on social media promoting the podcast does my downloads per month actually increase by let's say 1200 or 1300 right if it does then yes your hypothesis is correct i guess like you know it's right if it doesn't then your hypothesis is proven wrong so you just have empirical evidence, meaning you just have just clear data that yes, this works. No, it doesn't. If it works, amazing. You can just double down and you know exactly where to focus on because you found a clear cause and effect. We know the cause is you posting daily on social media or twice a day. And the effect is the actual podcast growing. Now, if the podcast ends up growing, you get more motivated and inspired to post even more. So you make the content better. That's another hypothesis. If I made the content better and just keep hosting, then the podcast will grow even more. So you make the content better, you can tweak it. You look at the previous posts that did really well, iterate them, and you post them again. Now you're posting on social media daily still. And the next month, your podcast grows even more. And because the podcast grows even more, you get the gist, right? It's just sure. kind of like, it's just the, that's the feedback loop we've just created. We've now created a positive feedback loop. And that's it. And that really is it, because that's all we need to grow. 
100%. In, you know, significantly, right? 100%. All we need is one positive feedback loop. But the issue is, Tyg, most people never get to the point where they even identify a positive feedback loop or know that they should be looking out for positive feedback loops. A lot of people have a scattergun approach, which is I do a bit of everything. When you do a bit of everything, you don't really know what's working and what's not. And if the podcast isn't growing, there's a potential if you there's a potential your foundations aren't set. But if they are set and it's still not working all these activities, there's a likelihood something's going wrong within the actions you're taking. Meaning there's no positive feedback loop. Meaning it doesn't matter how long, how often, or how aggressively you push a strategy, it just won't work. An example could be if your podcast is for you know, single mompreneur, this, this is going to be a, like a ridiculous example, by the way, but I just want to illustrate this point. So I, I know, just, just bear with me. If your podcast was for single mompreneurs and, you know, you had a great content strategy, again, targeting single mompreneurs, and it's all about helping single mompreneurs kind of just improve themselves and, and grow, et cetera. But then you're interviewing, for example, like middle-aged men and talking about anxiety, like doesn't matter that process there the, the the strategy of interviewing middle-aged men won't work now of course this is an exaggerated version i completely get that but this can apply to let's say for example social media if you're doing reels all the time and the reels aren't actually helping you grow it might be just because the audience you're targeting with your reels aren't incentivized to go and listen to your show because they're coming on to watch reels they're not coming on to social media, TikTok, Instagram, to discover a new podcast. So the feedback loop can't be created because the intention of the users isn't to discover a new podcast. So you might be thinking, well, Ant, look, I do do reels. I do spend my time creating reels and short form content because I want to get more exposure for the show. And I love that. I think that's great. Now, I don't know if it works for you or not. I've got no idea. But there's an easy way to test this out. If you simply hammer down on reels and just, let's say, 3x your output, and again, I take this as seriously as you possibly can because it will just help you get to clarity a lot faster around what works and what doesn't. Let's say double 3x output with reels. With the intention, the hypothesis, that the more reels I post, the more exposure I get from my podcast, the more exposure I get from podcast, the more my listeners grow. So you double down on reels. Within the reels you post, add a tiny link URL. So this is a smart link. That's trackable so you know how many people are actually clicking and listening to the podcast. It gives you an estimation of how popular it is. When you post for 30 days and you're creating all these different reels and you have that link there, you'll be able to see, number one, does my downloads per month increase significantly? And number two, am I actually getting people who are clicking and checking out the podcast further? That will be kind of how you test the hypothesis. If the podcast grows because of the reels, then great, double down, do it some more. You now have clarity and you found a feedback loop. If it doesn't work and the growth isn't significant and people aren't clicking and checking out the podcast, then you know that your hypothesis was flawed and you'd move on to the next thing. Absolutely. This is a very methodical way of growing a podcast. Yes, I, I think so. I think it, Honestly, I think this is probably one of the best ways to do it because you, you feel less stress, you feel a bit more clearer. And as an actual strategy of testing what's working and what's not, it's the worst thing ever, Tiger, whenever I get on a call with a, with a potential client or um, just a, a listener who's just trying to grow their show, trying to take it to the next level. And you ask them, so what exactly is your growth strategy? And they can't say because they don't actually know what's driving growth for their show. That's not a nice place to be for anyone. 
And if you're a coach, if you're a business owner, if you're an expert, your time matters so much. You don't want to be working hard, long, consistent on the wrong things. That will be terrible. That's like, that's where most of the frustration comes from. But once you gain clarity around the steps you need to take, once you know how to identify what's working and what's not, things become easier. You know, things become so much easier. For sure. Oh, that's all great. But again, how do we test? How do we make sure that all of this works, right? How, how long should we test for? 30 days, 40 days, 100 days? What's the time frame? Yeah, great question. I mean, the answer is partly, it's a little bit of a how long is a piece of string question because of course this does vastly depend on what you're testing, right? But to illustrate this a bit, let's take a, a different example. So we talked about social media. Let's talk uh, guesting. So we said about big guests. We also said about guesting on other podcasts. So let's say your foundations are set. You know, you've got your USP. You're very specific in your targeting. You've got your demand-based content strategy. Great, now you're going to start guesting. And your hypothesis is you guessed on other podcasts, you're going to grow. Th those audiences are going to come to you. And again, of course, they're now going to stick around. Great. Well, you can't just guess on one podcast, right? Because that podcast, it could be full of fake downloads and maybe there isn't an audience there. Maybe the host is, you just you guys just didn't really connect properly. Maybe you did a bad job of telling your story on that particular episode. One podcast, it's really not enough to give a fair test. It's just right? a small data set, it, right? It's, it's a small a, sample size. Yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. not enough data. So again, we're being methodical about this. We must approach this like so, right? We need to give uh, the test enough data to be able to draw a proper conclusion. So if it was the case of guesting, I would say guest on 10 podcasts at least. The, and you know whether you know the audience size is at least a similar size, if not greater than yours. Um, before you can really then reflect and say, let's look at the numbers, let's see how this performed. So where can I iterate? So is that is that you know ten a day, ten a month, ten a week, ten a year? Because <laughs> yeah. I know people. Oh yeah, ten, I've guessed on ten podcasts and it's been over two years. Yeah, right? okay, so, that's that's a great caveat actually. <laughs> yeah, definitely don't do it. You don't want to be running any kind of test for two years. I would say you don't really want to be long, running a test for longer than ninety days, but most can be done in thirty. Again, like, sure, there's exceptions. Like, don't don't put a gun to my head about that. 30 days should be enough for most things that you're testing. You want to try double your reels, like we said. 30 days will be enough to see it, uh, whether that's working or not. You want to guest on other podcasts, like we said. Well, because you don't have full control over when those podcasts are released, just when you record them, that one probably is looking at more 90 days. So in that case, I would say guest on as many shows as you can within 30 days, at least 10, aim for. And then over the next 60 days, then you can actually track the results of that as those shows come out across those 60 days. You want to obviously keep a good eye on your downloads um, and measure, have a look at the spikes you're getting on the days those released, um, specific episodes that you sent people to on that show, how they perform, etc. And that way we can perform a test that is actually backed with, with solid data. So let's summarize. So a positive feedback loop is the key to exponential growth because when you have a positive feedback loop, it means that the effect is bending back into the cause creating more cause, creating more effect, and then the whole thing compounds. This is essential for really growth just anywhere, but specifically in your podcast, like we said. However, you can only have uh, the possibility of a positive feedback loop and that exponential growth if your foundations are set. Because again, if you don't have a USP, if you're not specific with who you're targeting, if you don't have a demand-based content strategy, then you can do all these things and they still might not work because the foundations are not allowing your show to really have that kind of exponential growth. Now it comes to the testing, right? So you write down all the actions you currently take to grow your podcast. 
and you want to be methodical. You want to plan out exactly how you want to test each one. You make your hypothesis. So you have your actions and you create a hypothesis. It could be posting daily. It could be guessing on other podcasts. It could be posting content on reels or whatever it is. It could be getting hyper for guests on. You create a hypothesis. I take this action and the podcast monthly download grows. So you double down on that specific action. Everything else stays the same, but there's one action you really, really focus in on. And then you want to test over 30 days to 90 days and see what the results tell you. If the results come back and it's yes, i.e. you've taken this action, the podcast grows, you just do more of that, of that action, whether that's guesting, whether that's getting hyper profile guests on, whether that's posting on social media, doesn't matter what it is. You just take more of that action because it's proven to work. If it doesn't work, you simply eliminate it and focus on another action. You create your next hypothesis. And by going through this process, you get to a point where you're essentially creating your own growth strategies. You're thinking of an idea, you're implementing that idea, and you're looking out for the outputs. You have an input, take action, the outputs, result. And that is how you then build your own, I guess, personalized growth strategy. Solid. So, Anthony, do we see growing a podcast as an art or a science? Well, we see it as both, right? It's a balance of art as well as science. People just think, hey, just make good content, post it out there, the world will find it, the world will see it. It doesn't quite work like that. You know, you have to mm -hmm. kind of maybe become aware, look underneath the curtains, figure out what is working and what isn't. And that's a scientific part, right? Being an investigator, creating a hypothesis, testing it out, and then looking out for the results. To me, it's a beautiful process. To me, it gives you, the listener, so much more power over your control than you might have believed before. And look, if you haven't already, be sure to go down to the show notes and grab your free copy of our best-selling book, Podcast Marketing, or typing www.getmorelisteners.com slash book. And of course, what you'll also get is a totally personalized mini show audit. So again, that's completely personalized to you and your podcast. Yes, uh, like I've said a thousand times, this is absolutely 100% a bribe and a way to get you into our world and what we do. My name is Anthony Winery from getmorelisteners.com. You have been absolutely amazing. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I'll catch you in Friday's recap rundown episode.